0: Good evening. I I should say or I should say good morning. I am Ronaldo McKenzie. It's 12:01 a.m. September 5, 2022. It's Monday morning, yes. And serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges is what I am seeking to do through my various efforts which have started but requires authority and more research in the field of academia. In 2021, I was seeking to get my first academic book, Neoliberalism, Globalization, Income Inequality, Poverty and Resistance, published by a hybrid publisher. My manuscript was initially rejected on the basis that I did not or I did not possess or don't have a doctorate at the time, even though it was reviewed by peers and Kirkus reviews as being an erudite economic analysis of Jamaica's history and the global and the Global South-Global North dynamic. I will talk about this and my journey and share a personal statement as I seek to continue my studies and my body of work at the University of Pennsylvania. Hopefully, in January of 2023, I share my, 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 my statement with you. But first, but first, I have this for you. They, um, I was at uh, I was somewhere in Philadelphia sometime this weekend, I think it was Saturday, and I met up with some, some young people who are trying to get um, zoning for their dance and performance art studio. It's called I- Iconic Performance Arts and that and they're in Germantown. And they need at least four thousand studios. I talk. I interview them. I interview them, and I, I invite you to listen to that. And right after that, you will hear the presentation for today, serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges. It's quite powerful and profound. It is, um, and this is the first part in in what's going to be a, a two to three part. Uh, I think. Uh, sorry, uh, two to three part. Um, uh, episode. So, join with us. Sub- subscribe to this show for free. Share it with your friends and um, donate. For- and you can donate to us at https colon forward slash forward slash the neoliberal slash support. And this show is available um, on, on on anywhere you get your podcast. And visit us at the neoliberal dot com or renaldo com and check out my book. Neoliberalism, which is available in all platforms at Barnes & Noble, Target, and Walmart, and you can get it at Audible as well. We'll be right back after these messages. I am Ronaldo McKenzie, host of the New Liver Around podcast. And I was just about to enter a store and I saw some young people um, eliciting signatures. And to wh- what is this about?
1: Um, I'm trying to get my studio zoned for a dance studio by the city of Philadelphia. They're requiring us to get a thousand signatures.
0: In order to get a zoning... I mean, you have to get signatures for that.
1: Yes, you have to get signatures. So we're trying to be able to host small celebrations in the zoning and do our dance studio. And they said we need a lot of signatures from people in the community.
0: What's the name of your What's the name of your organization?
1: Iconic Performing Arts and Events by Center Stage is
0: our our uh, studio. I'm the host of the Neighbourhood Round podcast. We are. An international podcast we are ranked in the top 50 in the us and canada and we also are in germany lithuania all over europe the caribbean and in germany i mean, in germantown i live in germantown and people follow this and so i want to let people know about this and and if people can, people go online and or how, how can people connect? You, you are, are you here can, throughout this week or for the weekend?
1: You guys can come to 400 West Shelton and sign your name right on the documentation that was given to us by the City of Philadelphia.
0: 400 West Shelton, come and support young people who are trying to stop the violence yep. in Philadelphia and also realize their goals and to empower dance. through their dance. So, and I'm going to be signing right here.
1: Thank you so Uh, much. Definitely.
0: Mm We stand over here for a bit.
1: No, thank you, Milan. We need, we're trying to get zoning for our dance studio around the corner. And we just need as many signatures as we can get. Thank you so much. Would you like the sign too? For wow. us. Thank you so do we much.
0: have um? Do we have a lot of um performing arts school in in Philadelphia that um, caters to things like this? Not
1: really. I mean,
0: oh wow, not, not really. But yes. we
1: try. We try our best to cater yes. to the children, and we we have open registration as well tonight from four to seven, four all through the week. Um, we have. Would you like a yes, please? Because I will bring.
0: Be- This is positive and this is good. 400 West Shelton. Guys, support your local community initiative and what they're trying to do. Um, So this is good. good. And we will, actually, we will will talk some more about this and we may maybe take a trip down there, but we will probably explore this some more. And we do have a flyer. And what is your name? Leah. And you are, how are you associated with this group?
1: I am a family member of the owner
0: or the family member of the owner. So listen name uh, is
1: Shantae Dowdy. Shantae
0: Dowdy. Dowdy. Educating, engaging and empowering our youth through the arts. Why choose iconic, affordable pricing, weekday and weekend classes, winter and spring recital, free t-shirt with registration, professionally trained staff, bi-monthly tuition payment schedule, family oriented environment, healthy and positive reinforcing atmosphere, extracurricular social programming, online parenting and um, you register today and they also provide ballet tap jazz modern hip-hop tumbling theater adult dance and fitness visit them at www.iconicpaa.com their phone number is 484-466-6449 the iconic performing arts at gmail.com you can email them at iconic performing arts at gmail.com 400 west shelton avenue philadelphia pa 19144 and hopefully we get an opportunity to talk with the owner i'm Ronaldo mckenzie of the neoliberal round podcast we'll be right back after these messages Coming up next is the segment on is the first in a three-part series on serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges, where I share a statement or an essay looking at some body of work that I'm hoping to begin to embark on um, as I transition from Georgetown to the University of Pennsylvania or back to the University of Pennsylvania. Listen to this very deep and very interesting uh, 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 um, reflection and statement that explores some hypotheses and some assertions and summarizes and reviews some previous work and studies I've done. Here we go, part one. Serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges is what I am seeking to do through my various efforts, which have started, but requires authority and more research in the field of academia. In 2021, I was seeking to get my first academic book neoliberalism, globalization, income inequality, poverty, and resistance, published by a hybrid publisher. My manuscript was rejected on the basis that I do not have a doctorate, even though it was reviewed by peers, and Kirchhoff's reviews as being an erudite economic analysis of Jamaica's history and the global south-global north dynamic. Furthermore, the Jamaica Theological Seminary, a Caribbean seminary on the verge of becoming a university, invited me to serve as a visiting professor and a member of their executive team with a view of serving as president or a senior consultant in the future. However the post required a PhD and in 2020 I started to explore PhD programs. Hence I had applied and got into Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies to do a Doctor of Liberal Studies, but had to go on a leave of absence due to lack of funding and financing. While the program proved to be beneficial to my academic goals, I realized that that the university did did not offer any funding, teach grants, opportunities, or financial support that I needed to continue my education. has a conservative bent and slant that at times stifles its liberal school's thinking and exploration which clashed with my post-constructivist critical post-modernist and liberal views and methods. In addition, the university is in D.C. and I reside in Philadelphia and commuting was becoming burdensome. As such, I decided to explore other PhD programs where I could benefit from funding, support, and any opportunity to teach and develop my academic writing and authority in the field. In doing so, I had recalled that Professor Rita Rita Bernard, Professor Rita Bernard, who is a tenured professor, tenured professor in the Department of English. At the University of Pennsylvania, an editor of Nelson Mandela's memoir, who had advised me on my previous research at the University of Penn, had recommended that I explore that I explore that I explore a teaching career at Penn as the school would benefit from a West Indian voice and perspective. That has stopped. with me. And since one of my life's goals was to pursue a career as a professor, I relished the idea of working at Penn in such a capacity. Therefore, the first thought I had was to transfer to Penn, where I completed previous graduate and postgraduate education, while researching on PhD programs online, I saw that Annenberg had a PhD that provided funding, teaching opportunities and a cadre of intellectuals and professors whom resonated with my research and I had referenced in the past, notably John Jackson. As a result, I decided to apply for the Doctor of Philosophy from the University of Pennsylvania School of Annenberg. As it would help to not only position me and my company and efforts to take the next steps in realizing our goals, but to realize a dream from humble beginnings where I would be the first in my family to graduate with a doctorate, let alone from an Ivy League school. The story of my life is a story of hard work and struggle with faith determination and a passion for people. In order to serve the world today, to serve tomorrow's challenges, it is the aim of my company which is a think tank, social and digital media, news commentary, research, publishing and web development, grassroots organization tasked with making popular what was the monopoly, which is the aim of communication. Hence, I was able to develop a podcast which hosts weekly shows on issues in the news and society as it relates to power and issues of human values and ethics. The podcast is now a top-ranked news commentary podcast in the US, Canada, Europe, Caribbean and Africa. The Neoliberal Corporation, which I started in 2021, engages the news by providing research information to our audience so that they can make decisions that better their lives or that challenges the power brokers in such a way that keeps the scrutiny and the pressure on leadership to mitigate against corruption and manipulation of information to realize a strategy geared towards reducing abuse of power. Recently, We learned that the Kremlin and Putin provided disinformation to its citizens and blocked their ability to access free and balanced news devoid of government intervention or devoid of government misinformation as a way to control a narrative that justifies war and the abrogation of another people's rights and freedoms. Nevertheless, it is the responsibility of news and those who are provided with the skills of critical thinking and information who must stand as bastions of hope for the populace. This need to provide information through effective, dynamic and just communication, which is a marriage of issues of human ethics and value, provides a meaningful basis with which to study privilege, power, position, and status, so as to explore the hypothesis that power and its strategies pose problems for human progress, and any solution must include exposing those strategies and empowering the populace with information so that they can become more informed and involved in the direction of their nations and ultimately their lives. As such, I am not only seeking to complete a PhD degree from Penn, but from the Annenberg School of Communication, which is a top ranked school with an illustrious history of developing and helping to facilitate minds bent on utilizing the art of information and communication to effectively transmit one's abilities, training and intellectualism or body of work to advance the human race towards reaching its zenith. In retrospect, In 2010, I first entered University of Pennsylvania only as a provisional student who had to meet several requirements in the first semester in order to continue as a full student. I was able to meet those requirements and even completed an advanced master's after that at Penn in philosophy. Now if I am accepted at Annenberg, it wouldn't be my first time sitting in the halls of the schools. As in 2011, I had the pleasure of working with distinguished professor of economics at the Annenberg School at the time, Dr. Walter Mitt, who served as an advisor to my Master's of Philosophy thesis, which I will publish as the second edition of my first book on neoliberalism. The second edition is entitled Neoliberal Globalization Re- Reconsidered from the 1900s the 1960s, I, I apologize, from the 1960s to the American recession and beyond. This book and study continues my interest in the socioeconomic economic effects and consequences of neoliberal globalization and an analysis of the social, political, and activist response to its power. In fact, I benefited from several professors at Penn and at Annenberg while at Penn in 2010-2013 to and explored John Jackson's book Harlem World with Professor Philippe Bourgeois, who was one of my professors at Penn and served as anthropology director at the museum. It was John Jackson who influenced me to write my first book looking at my community and its diaspora, but exploring the issue of behavior and attitudes as a direct response to colonization. I hope to go further, looking at human ethics and human values and its relationships to power. And John Jackson, who is currently at the Annenberg School, may prove, may prove to be a needed guide and influence to develop and guide my work. Moreover. Moreover. Juan Yamas Rodriguez. Juan Yamas Rodriguez. Juan drama Juan Yamas Rodriguez. And I'm here um, editing this particular essay as I as I as I present it to you. Moreover. Juan Yamas Rodriguez's work on globalization looking at Latin America may complement and guide my treatment of the subject matter on globalization, as I explore it within the milieu of the West Indian, Caribbean, its diaspora, and Pan-Africa. In fact, Juan Yamas Rodriguez's research mobilizes media and communication theories to critically analyze borders migration, and related social dynamics on a global scale. He focuses on cultural approaches to digital and interactive media from Latin America and by Latinx diasporic communities. Therefore, as I seek to study peoples within the neoliberal-globalized framework, or neoliberal-globalized world, And develop a social media and digital technology as a way to critically analyze and promote engagement and positive change. Professor Yamas Rodriguez's work and advice will be vital and complementary to my work. If truth be told, it is spent that has truly opened up my mind and has provided certain opportunities. I would not have had. In fact, I was invited to speak this October at the AGLSP annuals conference the association of graduate liberal studies program in san antonio, san antonio texas a forum for intellectual inquiry and discovery intellectual intellectual inquiry and discovery on neoliberalism and this opportunity was due to a former Penn academic advisor dr christopher pastori who shared the opportunity to, to submit my book project and research for consideration to present, which is a tremendous feat. In August, 2021, I started Georgetown DLS program. And while at Georgetown, I developed an interest in power. The study of liberal studies foundations, the foundations of thought and knowledge within Western civilizations, expanded and redefined my interest in neoliberalism, globalization, and issues of power and privilege. It is there that I wrote the development of power, privilege, position, and status within the foundations of historical literature and divine intervention. I asked the question, do the poems of Homer and Hesiod's Theogony and the biblical stories provide a basis to begin to understand the problem and consequences of human dynamics in the development of human society. Further, I made an anecdotal discovery while working on developing my podcast and digital and social media networks and doing studies at Georgetown that the decentralization of social media is the greatest victory for peoples in society, especially those that are marginalized and most vulnerable. The people of the global South, black and brown peoples, have all suffered under neoliberal globalization and strategies of power that poses problems for human progress and people everywhere. Digital technology and the, decentraliz- and the decentralization, digital technology, the de- de- digital, de- digital technology, and the, the, the decentralization of in- information creates or creates opportunities and greater competition and limits access so that there is this level of the there is this leveling of the playing field yet there is this drive yet there is this drive to regulate information as the status quo uses as the status quo uses counter failing tactics To re monopolize information so that communication is no longer to make popular what was the monopoly. So, I will explore the question is social media the greatest victory for masses and social movements that will upend strategies of power by the status quo? In retrospect, We concluded our analysis of neoliberalism, book two, stating that neoliberal globalization has created income disparities within and across countries and regions and deepened the realities of poverty for marginalized and vulnerable peoples in the world. We have said that poverty and income inequality are acceptable, but up to a certain point, according to the UN and economists because poverty and inequality can cripple societies and create unwanted immigration as people flee to other countries and chronic crime and violence, which studies have correlated with poverty and income disparities. Almost all countries and peoples who experience poverty and are at the bottom end of globalization are dealing with crime and violence, hunger and poor health. Communities such as Kensington, Philadelphia North Philadelphia, Detroit, Haiti, Jamaica, etc. These places have one thing that is common. More black and brown peoples or poor peoples with low educational outcomes, poor health rates and income disparities, so that these places are experiencing higher levels of crime and violence and higher health related issues compared to other places and peoples. What we had concluded from previous analysis of the effects of neoliberal globalization on the global South and vulnerable peoples of the world is that power poses problems for human progress and society as a whole. The global justice movements, Black Lives Matter movement, civil rights movements, and other social movements all have one thing in common. They start but never finish and, be- and become corrupted by the system they are fighting themselves. Further, violence has not upended the plights of the most vulnerable and oppressed people of the world, and counter tactics from the status quo, which are entrenched in systems, serve as an obstacle to their plight, especially when these movements face law enforcement who work for the status quo. Moreover, violence on top of violence creates more violence which was evident on when on January 6, a group of white extremists embarked on a mission to overthrow the U.S. government and referenced as a rationale for their insurrectionist tactics that they were using the same violent means Black Lives Matter movement activists were using during the U.S. protests against the killing of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and other black and brown peoples. But as we move into the tectonic age, Information and the control of it is becoming the avenue for which social movements can state their greatest claim and launch their most lethal strategy to realize equality, justice, and equal opportunity for all. Again, again, I will say this again. But as we move into the tectonic age, information and the control of it is becoming... The avenue for which social movements can stake their greatest claim and launch their most lethal strategy to realize equality, justice, and equal opportunity for all. The decentralization of social media is the greatest victory for peoples in society, especially those that are marginalized and most vulnerable. The people of the global self, black and brown peoples, have all suffered under neoliberal globalization and strategies of power that poses problems for human progress and people everywhere. Digital technology and this decentralization create opportunities and greater competition and limits access so that there is this leveling of the playing field. Yet there is this drive to regulate information as the status, as the status quo uses countervailing tactics to re-monopolize information so that communication is no longer to make popular. What was the monopoly? In Neoliberalism, I explored cinema and globalization and its use of documentary film to unveil the human and socio-economic dilemmas and crisis of peoples of the global south and black and brown people in the world created by neoliberal globalization a strategy that purports to provide wealth, riches, economic prosperity and development to peoples and nations yet, yet, it has done the opposite continued the creation and maintenance of an uneven world based on rules that govern the many over the few. Decolonization, independence, and civil rights have not guaranteed real change to the oppressed. And we have questioned the independence and freedoms of people whose freedoms were gifted to them. Jamaica Kincaid and Stephanie Black. Uh, Jamaica Kincaid and Stephanie Black and Stephanie Black's film, Life and Death. Life and Death, and, uh, and Stephen Frey's Dirty Pretty Things. Dirty Pretty Things, and, and Quarons, uh, Quarons. Children of men. Children of men I'll fix that right here are a few films that highlighted the real economic and social injustices that are spurred on by neoliberal strategies of globalization that creates economic dependencies and deepen poverty and inequality. Progress is marginal and change seem to be revisions of positions and strategies of power so that the victories of marginal men and women once colonized are few and in between, limited by affirmative action, but de jure factors with subliminal de facto factors continue to be present. Example, there are more white home appraisers than black. And home appraisal value differs depending on one's race. This is not a 1955 phenomenon, but a recent fact. In fact, Black and Brown peoples and nations of the global South are the world's poorest and lack education, uh, uh, educational achievement, and outcomes that prepares that prepares them for professions in college, for for, prof- 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 for um, profession. For a lucrative profession and or college success. Let me say that again. In fact, black and brown peoples and nations of the global south are the worst poorest and lack educational achievement and outcomes. Or preparation. for a lucrative profession and college success. During COVID-19, the disparity between white and black, white and black people, I should say, and those of the global South and the global North were even more evident. Media has proven to be the continued, has proven to show the continued plight of people everywhere even where they're, they were hidden from the unseen eyes. But now social media provides access to know, provides access. everywhere and serves as a tool as a tool to advance economically advance and develop As I am sharing this with you, um, and I'm going to read this again. I, I, I began this particular seg- segment by saying that this whole idea as progress is marginal and change seems to be revisions of positions. Okay, I do, I do think about media and these films. As one reflects on film and media, the message is clear that progress is marginal and change seem to be revisions of positions and strategies of power, so that the victories of marginal men and women once colonized are few and in between, limited by affirmative action, but de jure factors with subliminal, de facto tactics continue to be present. Example: There are more white home appraisers than black, and home appraisal value differs depending on one's race, This is not just a, this is not a 1955 phenomenon, but a recent fact, it is the now. In fact, black and brown peoples and nations of the global south are the worst poorest and lack educational achievements and outcomes or preparation for lucrative profession and college success. During COVID-19, the disparity between white and black people and those of the global south and the global north were even more evident or magnified. Media has proven to show the continued plight of peoples everywhere, even where they were hidden, from the unseen eyes. But now social media provides access to information and reveals the hidden realities of peoples everywhere and serves as a tool to advance and develop the masses and their movements. This conclusion, which stems from this study of neoliberal globalization, considered, and in my previous work on neoliberalism, will bring us to another study on privilege, power, position, status, and secrets to unlocking divine intervention. The study will be a compendium of several perspectives on power that propose to examine how the status quo uses strategy to extend, establish, or maintain power which then poses problems for human progress. The study will be interdisciplinary, but benefits from the discipline of liberal studies and liberal arts lifting up issues of human values and ethics. We will consider and make conclusions about the foundations of knowledge and the hegemony of faith as we present our analysis, looking at how power poses problems of progress and exploring solutions to these, such as the use of social media and digital technology. We will stop here for now, and we will pick up we will continue. We will continue to to pick up this particular discussion or this particular statement. This particular statement. This personal statement, which explores my studies, my rationale, my influence, my my academic journey, beginning at the University of Pennsylvania in uh, 2009, and um, looking at um, uh, looking at my research interests and the direction of my research interests as you join with me. To develop this 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 body of work, which speaks to serving the world today, to serving tomorrow's challenges, and making popular what was the monopoly. Thank you for listening to the episode here at the Naila around Round podcast. Join us uh, tomorrow or the day after tomorrow for the continuation of this powerful and amazing um, uh, um, uh, story or journey um, or statement. Welcome.